So some high drama involving a now former state senator, Virgil Smith. I'm going to try to give the 10-second version of all the events that have led up to where we are now. So let me give this a shot. There's this Democratic state senator named Virgil Smith from Detroit. He shoots at his ex-wife's car and is arrested. To avoid prison time, he agrees to a plea deal that includes giving up his seat and a promise not to run for public office for a number of years. Welp, he's running now for city council here in Detroit, and he won enough votes in the primary to get in the runoff in November. Shayna, how is that legal? Well, first of all, bravo. Um, you win the Cliff's Notes Awards for the day. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so what's going on right now is this case has just been decided by the Court of Appeals. At the trial level, the prosecutor and the defendant, Virgil Smith, came forward and the judge said, you know, this portion of your plea agreement, we got to get rid of that. That's not OK. So the prosecutor is appealing that and their argument is, is twofold. One is that that part of the plea agreement was perfectly OK. There was nothing wrong with that. Prosecutors are given wide latitude in crafting their plea agreements. And two, if the judge was going to throw it out, they, they should have been given an opportunity to reconvene and come up with a new plea agreement to kind of make up for that. So what happened was, is the uh, Court of Appeals, in a split decision, they sided with the trial court and with Virgil Smith. And now it sounds like Prosecutor Kim Worthy's office is going to be appealing that to the Michigan Supreme Court. So while this is all being figured out in court and the cases are sort of front page news here in Detroit. I wanted to get a sense of what voters in that district, Council District 2 in Detroit, had to say about all this. And this is by no means a scientific poll. We should get that out of the way. But I heard the same answer over and over. Every single answer was the same. I think Virgil should back off because he said that he was not going to run for public office, and he did. And unfortunately, he won. Well, under those circumstances, if he's not a man of his word, uh, I would be very skeptical. Of course, I need to look it up more. And of course, I did see a couple of Virgil Smith's yard signs, so it's not totally, you know, out of the question. And he did get in the runoff. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the wider implications of all this, Shana. It's very interesting that so many people are saying, look, he should not be running. He said he wasn't going to. He should not be be out there. Because what the court is saying in their decision is that voters have a constitutional right to pick their electors. And that's something that the prosecution um, and the court should not be able to take away through a plea deal. So even though these people are saying, no, I don't want him, he shouldn't shouldn't be in office, the court is saying, well, they have to make that decision via their vote and via the ballot. And what's really interesting about that is that's the same point that opponents of term limits say when they are asked why they oppose term limits and what the legal case could be that you cannot tell people who they want representing them, that you cannot elect someone if that's who they want to represent them. So it would be interesting to see if term limits ever became an issue in court, if this had big implications for that. Absolutely. And kind of circling it back to the original reason for it, the criminal reason for it, it's very rare to see a court step in and give a blanket exemption to what can be put into a plea agreement. I I did a little digging around, and, and one of the times I was able to come up with was in chemical castration cases, where back in the day for sex offenders to plea, uh, chemical castration would have been a part of their agreement. The court stepped in and said, look, we're not going to allow this at all. So it's always interesting when you see a court take such an aggressive stance over something that can be allowed into a plea agreement, because for the most part, uh, prosecutors and defendants are given a pretty wide latitude to craft these contracts. All right, Shana, this will be on our radar between now and November. And whenever this gets sussed out in court, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.